listening to this, folks. Uh, welcome back to, well, iZombie Radio. You know, that show about iZombie. You know, that show with the zombie. Yeah, that's us. Uh, I'm Sean Carpenter, one of your usual hosts, and I'm here with my usual other hosts. Uh, we've got Blaze Hopkins. What's up? It's uh, the final episode. I can't believe it. But, uh, yeah, this is the big one. Excited to dive in and uh, see what we all thought. And then in the other corner, we've got Chris King. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Yeah, it's uh, we've been talking about it all season. It's fine here. Last episode, the series finale. And uh, as always, can't think of two people I want to break it down more with with than uh than you guys so uh ladies and sean let's do this thing one last time one last ride uh, you stole my line yeah <laughs> damn well as you've probably figured out by us talking about it or the episode title itself we're diving into the season five finale aka the series finale of I zombie titled wait a minute why did i just lose that page all's well that ends all right you or, are correct sir all mm-hmm. perfect which yeah no this was uh basically hot off the heels of last episode um diving right into it with no BS at all. Literally just cutting straight through it. Um, wow. I don't even know where to start because there's just so much to talk about. But uh, playing a little catch-up, we've got the Cure recipe ready to go for with um, Robbie, Liv, and Clive, and they're going to fly back. We've got Major on the run. We've got Peyton being kidnapped by Blaine and Don E. And with all of this going on, we have the escalation of the Dead Enders versus Fillmore Graves. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm going to start off by talking with about the whole scene with... Um, Dolly Durkins and the whole deck of cards that she has for uh, all the Fillmore Graves soldiers, or at least the big wigs, um, kind of gave me some uh, Iraq War vibes because they kind of did a similar thing with um, the high value targets over in the Middle East. They had hmm. an actual deck of cards with their faces on it. Um, so, what were your guys' thoughts on just just that as an idea? Kind of starting a little small, building up. I thought it was interesting. Um, I did. I, I don't think I fully knew about um, that it's based off of something in real life, like you just said, but it definitely doesn't surprise me. Um, I thought what it did well, though, was I thought that they set up both sides kind of um being militaristic very well but uh their fighting style and their tactics in this final episode sort of making 
more sense for who they were. I mean, you had Fillmore Graves as like your your traditional army, the way they operate and everything. They're trained soldiers. Whereas Dolly, we've talked about how she's been this big wild card all season. And uh, yeah, she basically acted, you know, like a more warlike, whether it's, uh, I want to say, just like roguelike style. Uh, it's not quite as traditional. It's a little more rough. So uh, yeah, having that weird like motivation tactic and way to rank the officers, I thought uh, it felt fitting to an extent i i just uh i don't know it definitely was a unique aspect to her character though and i think it shows you kind of at the end of the day how each side approached uh this battle in the end and chris your thoughts um i don't know uh, i i thought it was a cool idea in theory but to me like um to be honest i don't want to start off on a negative note but to me a lot of things in this finale kind of felt too last minute not enough stakes like i think it's it's a cool concept but to me like this would have worked better if we had seen dolly kind of using these cards or, or yeah using that... kind of this hit list in a way throughout the whole season and to me it just felt like it was too late introduced the whole i'll, I'll be honest right off the bat the whole zombies versus humans battle in new seattle it, it didn't to me uh and i read it was the av club's review which um i i don't always agree um with the reviewer over there whose name's escaping me and i apologize but um actually very much this season i've, I've been on a uh i've disagreed with her but she said something to the effect that this wasn't like this finale especially and i think in these respects i'd agree with her when it comes to the dolly dirk the chicks the dead enders and that conflict with enzo and everything i don't know if it really fully paid off for me like that as a finale to season five i don't think this finale really works um there's some ways as a series finale i think it does better but as a season five finale this conflict has kind of been boiling um like we don't even check in with what the hell happened with the zombie prostitutes in vegas like we don't like there's no real context given here yet we have time to introduce like dolly with these cards and so i just it, to me everything felt like a lot of like this is a cool idea let's throw it in there this is like that's what it's felt like now that now that it's completed we can kind of look back and see and i feel like season five was like we have a lot of these cool ideas but to me not a lot of them really paid off in regards to the the zombie human conflict I feel like that's a good call, honestly. Like, I didn't think of it. I feel like now that you mention it, it feels like a good way to sum up. The finale was just, like, weirdly jumping back into, like, loose ends, I guess. Like, even Dolly, I felt like at points throughout the season. Like, I don't feel like we fully knew her as a villain um, at the end of the day. And kind of, we, we saw, like, glimpses of what she was capable of. But I feel like I still don't know... Um, completely like how or why she was able to like build this like secret underground empire and stuff and like be this this leader type um and I think that's a result of like they you know she kind of comes and goes weirdly throughout the season um and gets filled in at random points and same with Enzo I mean I've just never felt like he's always been that slimy snake character and I guess, you know, it, in a way, I kind of view it as fitting with him to 
get his chance to lead at the like you know he's outlasted everybody because he's a snake but um but yeah especially like between him and dolly and just how everything unfolded i do agree with you chris i think there were like a lot of a lot of specific details to make this season as a whole work um just even even think of you know the whole dynamic with like including the government you know and getting like those war room scenes and stuff and like this i felt like they had this grand picture and um didn't like fully nail it yeah thinking about it now i'm kind of seeing where you guys are getting at um especially with dolly durkin's not really having much time to really be in the moment it more so felt like she was just there for a couple moments here a couple moments there and really had nothing to build off of so this whole development where she has this hit list is just it came out of left field and then we were also looking at the the zombie prostitutes like there are a lot of loose ends that the series leaves at the very end of the finale and i honestly don't think it was intentional for some of these i really do think they had that bigger picture but when the cw came back to them and were like here's your 13 episode order good luck best wishes to you blah 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 they're like well crap we have all these ideas we wanted to kind of finesse into this final season and we're given such a small window of time to do it but, but to me then though but to me then you can streamline some of these bigger external conflicts like you don't then i don't think you need lives dad necessarily if we're gonna get to enzo which whatever you know him as a final thing i'd rather have been someone like justin someone we had emotional an emotional connection to maybe um then just kind of get to him a little bit more streamline the conflict with dolly and him like i, I like why you know there were some aspects like like i love the whole hot going back high zombie idea right like that was cool but like if that wasn't gonna have a bigger role to play like if general mills anyway was just gonna go and give his guns to dolly and it was uh, seattle was gonna be screwed anyway then then kind of why take these are all cool ideas but then why if you know you only have 13 episodes i think choose you know instead of choosing five or six choose two or three you could really leave you make, could make, make sure they're they're really strong and well developed i think that's where i'm a little left wanting is with the season arcs a little bit like the season storylines not so much with the series ones how things played off i think for our main characters again we'll get into um in a little bit i think was mostly satisfying although i do have some thoughts on on how it was achieved at the end there but the the whole uh, like again like these like someone like dolly being introduced like i i just feel like you could have, or at, at this point, like with we, like she's just still out there too. At the end, sorry, jumping to the end there, and so like the fact that she's still out there, there's no kind of comeuppance for her. We see her kill her son. That's like the big moment. But like, I'm what? What is her purpose then? If she's you just could leave her faceless, looming threat. But like we know that our we know that our main characters are okay. Like 
than than just I would have almost rather had been just like a group of kind of nameless dead enders, and then you focus on maybe Enzo or Blaine being more of a major threat this season. I, I don't know. I mean, you just, could leave her like, again. There's too much, too much always going on. You could leave her and the dead enders basically like a faceless just organization and all we would need to know is that they like hate zombies and have kind of been forming over you know like the last two seasons and you could even give them a clear leader but the other thing is too she's the leader of chicks which is like supposed to be this like concerned group right like like it's supposed to be mm-hmm. uh, like I, i'm trying to think of like not the mothers against drunk driving group but there's like a, a mother's group that's always concerned with like like you know like sex and violence and stuff in movies and things like that it's like it's one of those kind of bs groups that's like you know that 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 really that's trying to be like like, like quote unquote politically correct with thing, like in a in a in a way that's really like ridiculous and over the top um and and uh, and so like she's the face of that but we hardly ever see her in that role. It's almost like the show conflated the chicks with the dead enders instead of maybe kind of playing into that, that that could have been an interesting dramatic storyline, right? Like do you, if if you're going to introduce it, like see where people who are part of the chicks, right. Who believe in this ideology kind of stop short of these terrorist attacks, like of this domestic terrorism, you know, of, of this violence against zombies. There could have been some real good dramatic half there. Instead, we see her like as, as a talking head a couple times in the early episodes on the talk shows, what have you. And then it kind of just conflates the two of them. And, and it, to me, I'm always like, then why did we even have to produce chicks as a group? Like it just, yeah, it just, again, it didn't feel again, like it didn't really feel like it paid off. Um, yeah. Sorry to, I just, that came into my head. I just really needed to. I don't think I had as much issues with it, but I think because I've we're recording this a little bit later, um, you know, I've had like a week 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 or so for to let the uh, the finale really marinate. It's it is kind of starting to bother me more and more the more I think about it, especially the fact that she was able to survive. Yeah, my whole thing with her technically not being dead kind of feels like it's a loose end that they're trying to leave open in case they decide to bring the show back because in theory with how the the series ends there are still some open doors left for a movie or an actual another season down the line and it just but, but it sorry, didn't sit well with me, right? So the only thing I have to say about that is, like, Rob Thomas said in an interview, I believe it was with TV Line, um, that unlike something like Veronica Mars, where he envisions them doing more, he doesn't see them doing more iZombie in the future. So if that's, like, kind of where your creators' minds are, then, again, I'm cool with, like, character loose ends like we'll get into the stuff with major and live and, and things and like kind of where they're at or what exactly they're doing that's fun but if the, if we're gonna spend this time with this like with this villain like the last time we really see her is her killing her son and that is that a way just to say like look at how evil she is like to me the most evil characters in the show had some had, does you know got some consequences in, in in blaine and donnie i feel like dolly should have kind of suffered a similar fate that's that's all i don't know that's all i've got about uh, but, eh. Deleted scene. She also gets shoved into the well. 
Payton had one of the best lines in the entire episode too. When she said that to Liv. Like how like how crazy would it be if I shoved you down now? That was <laughs> that was bold. It was it was perfect. Um, but yeah, as the fact that all the other villains in this series have been dealt with except for her, it just feels oddly convenient that she's the one, the last one left, and was kind of the, dare I say, the most evil. I mean, Blaine was sick and twisted, but he was just in it for himself for the money. Like, she just really was hell-bent on exterminating an entire group of people. And the fact that she somehow survived that firefight as well as somehow survived literally everything else that may or may not have gone on beyond behind the scenes. It just kind of dumbfounds me that they left a villain character standing in a show like this, where with the exception of Blaine, every season villain gets their comeuppance in the finale so, well, yeah, I, I, I mean, honestly, I guess, I'm just lost for words. Well, I guess with going, I mean, we can kind of, I don't know, I, I don't know want to like tell us what to do, but like, I'd rather, like, frankly, like Dolly. I think we've kind of all said what we could about her, um, and maybe when we kind of do our our series recap thing, we can, you know, and we can maybe do favorite and least favorite villains. Maybe she'll come up on there, but. <laughs> But I, I, I want to talk about Blaine and, yeah, and how let's... I and I mean, I, I Sean, I mean, you're you're leading us tonight, but about how I think just pretty perfect, uh, how like how kind of per, uh, how it both fit our expectations and, and subverted them at the same time, at least for me, his ending there was. Uh, yeah. So it <laughs> the way that. Blaine went out was by far kind of how I really wanted it to happen. Um, in a sense, he's not really dead per se, unless, you know, he hit his head several times on the way down the well. Um, he's kind of just in the same situation he put his dad in in a previous season. And what I found hilarious was even though his dad isn't in the well he went to the well to kind of talk to him like it was just this thing that he does um like how people go out into nature to talk to their spiritual deity of whatever choice but with this just being blaine's dad or you go to the uh the the grave of a loved one and you talk to them that way um, except, you know, their body's actually there. Um, but the whole sequence at Blaine's dad's mansion leading up to it was kind of perfect in a sense for me. I, I, I don't... I, it's kind of tough without going ridiculously specific but I kind of was just 
I enjoyed it, so to speak. Um, Chris, your thoughts on the whole matter? Yeah, I guess what I was trying to say before was, um, is is again, I think kind of gets the type of ending we were uh, all expecting for him in the broader sense, which is that again, Donnie's the one who does it, um, and and that you know it kind of is born out of his own arrogance right this idea that you know i'm gonna kill darcy he's never gonna be the wiser he's literally sitting there monologuing to you know kind of the, this this specter ghost of his dad you know and that's where I'll, I'll push back a little bit on what you said about blaine was always just in for the money too i would i would say that blaine's villainous came out of a lot of abuse and rejection from his dad as well and i think it was a Obviously, that's not the best way for those things to manifest uh, in, into killing kids and, and stuff like and dealing drugs. But I think he really um, he really uh, just like um, I, I think this that that moment where he he kind of again is it shows that he's never gotten over that. He's never grown even in these five seasons. He's still kind of always been stuck on this on this you know kind of this never been good enough idea that his his dad kind of put into his head and all the money and all of the power or and whatever um that he's possessed uh has never filled it even though it's led to this kind of fake arrogance which ultimately leads to his downfall because you know peyton eats that brain sees you know has the vision of of darcy dying and 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 I like that Donnie doesn't even question her because I think to him it's just like, you know what? Like that is something that Blaine would do, you know? Like he just and I love that he he doesn't even doesn't even give him a moment to explain. He essentially just freaking like tackles him in there and and that's it and that's it. We're done with him. And then I love that Peyton then knocks Donnie in there with him and the two of them are kind of destined to die together. You know, they're essentially going to just rot until the Romero's uh, starving. And I think that's the perfect way for them to, to end because, um, and again, we could, I could, I'll, I'll wait maybe till next week when we talk about the series as a whole, but, um, but, but we spent so much time this season, a lot of it on Donnie kind of trying to get his happy ending. Um, I don't know. Again, he never, as I've said before, he's never really been redeemed for me. So I, I don't know if that time was wasted necessarily because I found it entertaining. I found his relationship with Darcy potentially like a, a way for him to kind of get redemption by kind of maybe going straight as a businessman. Um, not redemption, but at least something like that. But ultimately with with how quickly he kind of goes back to his, to his old ways with Blaine, um, I think this is fitting for both characters that they, they end up this way together. And um, I just loved kind of how dismissive it all was. Um, of him you know like that that it wasn't this giant fight it was just a shove and and that's it and that's really all he deserved yeah i i feel like you hit the nail on the head i mean i uh i felt pretty much the same way in that like yeah i liked seeing that uh what i appreciated was that blaine basically caused his own downhole downfall for the whole episode um and you know everything from like peyton getting shot and stuff and like uh, and how the, it plays out from then on, like like you said, Chris, it all is at the end of the day, like Blaine. That would that summed up to me 
how no matter what like this cycle of his life essentially is that he'll always think he's uh you know the smartest guy doing the who has the master plan but at the end of the day like he can't have it both ways um like the happy he can't have kind of like this weird happiness he believes that he can he'll get with like money and power but uh you know something's always going to kind of get in the way and yeah we saw him just push it too far haha <laughs> um and yeah donnie i was glad to see donnie get his moment um you know i just think it was nice to see them take that character um and make him you know show that he's he's not a dummy um but yeah i was glad that he got his too and and uh and yeah i thought it was very fitting that just kind of like uh like they talk about in a way it's like it always comes back to them so at the end of the day like despite both of them wanting or and thinking they can achieve uh happiness in some way uh it's always gonna you know it's never gonna be able to actually happen and the the two of them have made their beds and are uh destined to be with one another yeah it it definitely felt very poetic as a way to send these characters off. And I'm really glad it was Donnie who gave the coup de grace to, to Blaine because he basically was the last person that Blaine screwed over. And then Liv gets the chance to sort of capitalize on that by chucking a rock at his head and, <laughs> that, that it made me chuckle. <laughs> um, so it was so over the top in the best of ways, right? Uh, in traditional eye zombie manner, it was very serious but also ridiculous at the same time. And the fact that we got a zombie Peyton, even if it was just for a couple scenes, it basically just made sure that everyone but Clive was a zombie at some point in time in the series of our main crew. So I just found that a little funny. Um, I like that they, yeah, I, in a way, I thought, I agree with you. Like, I thought it was, it was a funny thing to slip in, certainly unexpected. Um, But I... In a way, I actually kind of like that Clive is the one character to be, um, to go the show being only human. I feel like it's, it just like makes perfect sense for him to be the, the lone non-zombie. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And, um, I think it's kind of a cool, fun way for for Peyton to kind of, to be able to slightly relate now more to obviously to her best friend and, and to, mm-hmm. to her, I guess by the end, fiance, maybe husband. We don't really know what she and, and Ravi are at the end. Um, uh, and I'm frankly just glad they didn't kill her. Cause when that first happened and she got shot, I was like, nah, nah, that's not, don't, don't you dare. Cause I think we, I think I even went on record saying that she was the one person I thought was definitely not going to die. Uh, um, but uh, and I just I would have thought it would have been so it would have been a heroic death sure but it would have been 
just so my opinion uncalled for um, so it was it was a it was a fun way for them to kind of squeeze that in there but i i wholeheartedly agree with you blaze like that the fact that clive is really the only the only person to go through the show fully human never ever having kind of a taste uh, of zombieism never truly having a taste really of brains um i i think that's that's so great uh and so true and fitting of his character even going back to something like the season two finale where you know he was ready to to, to kill himself instead of becoming a zombie that he he never wanted to really become one that is human his his true humanity you know he, he obviously has zombie colleagues friends you know lives one of his best friends but like that he that to him that it was it was such an important uh component of who he was it was such an important part of his dna uh, i felt very true it felt very fitting for him mm-hmm. it was it, it, it's nice it's very nice um so i'm gonna get into some more silly stuff because this show does a really good job at kind of balancing the two with uh certain scenes because we get the whole the whole plane scene and um, the the woman sitting next to Liv on the plane <laughs> doing everything she can to ID her lands on Kristen Bell and I had the best chuckle because I'm like really Rob you 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 had to sneak that into the script because he was the writer on the script for the episode so for those of you who don't know Kristen Bell is the star of Rob Thomas's other show Veronica Mars um wait who's that (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah Um, Yeah. although I don't I don't know if iZombie wants to be compared to Veronica Mars in the the current climate of things people are not very happy with that show right now I mean, people aren't happy with television as a whole right now. I mean, what? What? We got a very disappointing finale of Game of Thrones, amongst other things, which I'm really upset that we're not going to know how Clive feels about it. <laughs> I think, you know what? I think that, I think that we can all just guess that, uh, he wasn't. Clive would have thought, you know, if we go back to his rage over George R. R. Martin not writing, I think he would have a lot of rage uh, about Tyrion's belief of who has the best story. I think he would rage out with the rest of us and about who. who he became. would have gone zombie so he could go full on zombie. Yeah, he would, he would have gone on to full on zombie mode without even being zombie. That's how that's how pissed off Clive would have been. Yeah. Um just the pop cultural impact of this show is very, very interesting to me, and I'm going to miss it for sure. Um, but, I mean, the whole plane thing was hilarious. Um, I don't know. There was just a lot of things going on, so I'm trying to pinpoint one thing we can talk about. Um because, gosh, it, it felt more overloaded than this entire season has been. And that I 
problems of this final season is the overloading of it. But, um... Well, I mean, I guess going from Peyton's kind of fake-out death, we can talk about the fact that no one, none of our main heroes did die, although we had another fake-out with Major. So, yeah, I mean, we could talk about that. Um, the fact that Ravi did a, a switcheroo on him it I was literally on the edge of my seat this entire episode because of all the antics Major was getting into him like please don't kill him please don't kill him please don't kill him for the love of God please don't kill him uh, so I kind of want to dissect your guys' thoughts on Major then um, alright so like am I ever going to be truly sad seeing major live of course not but i definitely wish they would have um let him die i think it would have been a very satisfying um send-off for him as a character very true to his character in the end and uh and i also just think that kind of like you said chris there it would have just really made it would. I would have been satisfied just even seeing one per one of our main people go down, um, and I just felt like Major was the most fitting. So I think also was I felt like the whole ending that they gave to him and Liv, like going to the island and stuff. Again, I'm happy to see the, to you know watch them get a happily ever after. But I thought that with um, just with his. Um, his message to live and everything and what the ridiculousness in this, in what he was having to do basically to ensure the, uh, you know, the heroic and best possible outcome that it would have meant more. And it would have also provided that ending, uh, would have made felt made me feel more comfortable or I feel like it would have been better suited. That's the, I think best way to put it. Uh, if it was live alone on the Island, like basically she just wants to, peacefully take care of these zombies and there's no other man for her in the world and they did what needed to be done but there was a cost yeah okay i i can see where you're getting at um i don't know i just i just felt like major was just getting the wrong end of the stick for most of the series so having him have a happy ending to me was the nice thing but i i think that could have been a really solid way to have ended his story too um chris your thoughts yeah i guess to me because i i definitely he was the one i believed the most that was dead like he just they they sold that and they sold it really well and it just you know it seemed like yeah, it seemed predictable, but it also seemed like that. You know, that's the major play. He's gonna just like him and Liv. They're both gonna sacrifice themselves. Whereas Liv's quote unquote death, I called BS on just because I'm like, you're not gonna kill her off in a split second, bombing. All. I, I, I'm still pissed about Michelle though. We'll we'll get to that later. I feel like I have more gripes than I should. I actually did like the finale, listeners. I promise. Um, but the with Major, I'm okay with him living 
I guess because he was willing that willing to if things went wrong, like he like he's still willing to risk his life because if anything goes wrong there, he he's dead. Like if the plan doesn't work out in some way, he's a goner. So to me, he's still risking his life. He's still doing the major play in that respect. Um, and I love that he didn't have to die to outsmart uh, Enzo, you know, because to me, Enzo always was like, uh, you know, he always said to him, like, you're the small minded, simple, mm-hmm. you know, essentially kumbaya singing leader, right? Like that you think, you know, that we all can get along, that we can do all this. And, you know, Major is able to pull an over on him and prove to him that, yeah, it's not going to, it's not perfect. There's still people out there who hate zombies. You know, there's still, um, uh, there's still, uh, conflicts that are never going to be resolved. Um, but, but that he's able to, to kind of save the city in some way and save so many lives and give people so many people a chance, right? Everyone who, who did become a zombie because they're sick. Um, he's giving them a chance at new life. And that, that to me, I thought was great that he was able to, to, to kind of outwit, um, Enzo there before Enzo gets blown away. Um, which deservedly so, but, uh, yeah, I mean, could he have died? I would it have worked. Definitely. Am I happy that I I'm happy that he got, he and Liv got a happy ending together. Um, because to me, again, as, as Sean pointed out, Major has kind of been uh, kicked around so much uh, throughout this series. He's always been one step away from something really real and really happy, and he's never been allowed it. Um, so I'm glad he was allowed it for this final, uh, f- for the for the finale as a way to end it. I still would have liked to have seen he and Liv together like more before this ending because I, I don't know if I really buy them so much together as much anymore the more I think about it. I, they seem like they were in a really good place with friends and I didn't really necessarily see that romance between them anymore. But, you know, I, I, I guess it was his like first major love, so it's always going to be there. I, I don't know, but that's that's, again, that's my issues with the season as a whole, less about my issues with this uh, finale. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into the season as a whole once we uh, kind of dive back into the series as a whole. So save those thoughts. Um, let me just check my notes again. Uh, I took very extensive notes. So... Uh, do, 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 do. I called uh, <laughs> I called him Pepe Le Pew. All right, <laughs> so I I completely forgot what his name was, so I'm just like Pepe Le Pew, like because he's he's a dirty, rotten character that I just needed to be bleached out of my mind. Um, I think I'm going to talk about Ravi. Yeah, let's talk about Ravi. Because we've talked about Major, we've talked about Blaine and Donnie, talked a little bit about Peyton. So, let's talk about our homeboy, Ravi, uh, Dr. Cure All, or Cure Good, uh, Chakrabarty, with, um, I mean, he didn't really get 
much in terms of like huge huge moments besides like the cure part of it but his whole like fight scene and him just kind of laughing in the face of him getting his face beaten in was sort of sort of an interesting way to show how far he has come since the first episode like he wouldn't have put himself in that much danger five years ago and to see him literally tackle an armed soldier and somehow manage to inject a cure into him without us really even noticing until um he starts laughing and going what is that all you got? And um, I don't know. I, I I do just want to get your guys' thoughts on Ravi as a whole this episode as well. Uh, Chris, we're going to start with you on this one. Your yeah. thoughts on Ravi? Yeah, I mean, um, I like the fact, like you said, he kind of does show... He, he kind of shows his strength in two ways, right? He shows his brute strength with... Um, with what he's able to pull off with major, uh, with major and Enzo, that kind of Houdini trick. But, but I, the moment I even liked better was when it's the small moment between him and Liv when they find out uh, about, you know, about Peyton being in danger, and Ravi's all ready to go and essentially like just kill Blaine, go off on Blaine, and he and she t- tells him like, no, 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 like you need to make this cure. Like you need to be work doing this work. Like this is more important. Like the people need this, and that Ravi's not petty. Ravi, you know, he loves Peyton, but he understands and he trusts that Liv can take care of this, uh, and that, and then he, he has other you know important things that he has to do. He knows he knows his role really in in, uh, in this conflict, and I thought that was a great moment of maturity. Something that we definitely wouldn't have seen a couple seasons ago, um, and I just thought that I, I really liked that the show let him contribute um, in, in ways that are are not typical of him. Again, you know, with with uh, I don't know if I'd really count it as like fighting Enzo, but you know, getting one up on him in that way, in that kind of physicality way. Uh, but also what he's always been known for, which is he's he's the doctor he's the smart guy he's he's gonna find the cure and he's gonna be able to make it and he's gonna be able to save all of humanity and i think in the like the sort of epilogue the, you know the the final sequence of the series i think that to me was the most uh satisfying part was seeing that ravi's getting the respect and uh and kind of adoration that he's always deserved um because he's a guy that's um that he's always that it's always been um i think that's always been kind of a step ahead of the curve but's never really gotten the credit for it and uh yeah so that's that's i guess what my thoughts are on Ravi and the finale yeah i agree it was you know he's always been the the easiest character to root for because he's you know just genuinely a, a good guy and a good person and an intelligent guy and uh you know he's good at what he does and he works hard and we've obviously seen him grow so much so um i yeah i mean I feel like you summed it up pretty well, Chris. I thought that they did a really nice job this episode of just um, highlighting what we've known him for, but also showing the incredible ways that he has uh, grown as a character. And, um, 
And yeah, I mean, it, I have no complaints. And yeah, he went from kind of the, um, we'll say the lowest on the totem pole in terms of like respect and uh, like respect he was probably due from the first season to uh, getting everyone's respect because he saved the world. Okay, so I really, I really do love Ravi. I really do. He, out of all the characters in this show, was the like, obviously, all three of us here were the ones that we were rooting for to go all the way, make it to the finale, no questions asked. And he did. He's what I like to call a pure cinnamon roll of a character uh it's too precious to to die uh (laughs) um and then let's see before we kind of hit the finale of the finale bit with the flash forward 10 years after um kind of want to talk about clive and basio fact that they are now parents um i mean this was something that was hinted at with um oh what was his name from last season um can't remember the little boy's name off the top of my head oh from season three from season three yeah yeah i can't either and i feel like a bad bad eye zombie fan but my I've watched way too much TV, and so my my brain for small character was it uh was it Winston like will it uh, began with a W didn't it? It began I think it began with a W, and yeah I I'm gonna look it up here. You guys you guys vamp. I'll be right back. Okay, you go look it up. Um, that that whole sort of arc of um, Clive taking care of him. And all of that kind of was a big foreshadowing to him eventually becoming a father. And I really, really do appreciate that they let him have this. Like, especially with how many challenges were thrown his way season to season. The fact that Dale was turned into a zombie and Liv gave up a cure for her for Basio so that way Clive and her could be happy and actually start a family um it's just there's a lot of heartwarming things with this finale especially as we get into the tail end of the episode even prior to the 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 time jump ahead and um it just, I don't know. Clive worked really hard for this, and I'm really glad that he got it. Yeah, it's also Wally, by the way. Wally. Uh, yep. How nice. could I not pull that one out of a hat? God. I. That's why I was like, I was like, I was like, I knew it began with a W. I just couldn't think of it, but. Uh, Should have been so easy to pull it out of a hat. But I just going off of that, I I'd agree with you um, that. Again, I think the finale was about people kind of getting what they deserve in a lot of ways. Um, 
especially Clive, and I'm glad that he was able to make it there. I I love too that Dale kind of almost re- you know she refuses to push until he gets there because you know what he promised he'd be here, and Clive's Clive's a guy who keeps his promises. Um, uh, and I I like the fact too that he is, you know, he's gonna be a father to his and Dale's child, but also to uh, to Michelle's as well. Um, I I don't necessarily love them fridging Michelle, um, but I think she kind of got the raw raw end of the uh, deal this whole uh, season, you know? Um, yeah. But, eh, but you know what? I, I, I like the fact that, again, that Clive is the one who's there to take care of that kid. You know, that he, he he's, you know, even if it's not technically child by blood we don't we don't really know that's never confirmed or denied either way but that as he promised michelle that he you know or as michelle kind of said like you know you're the guy that shows up you're the guy that's that will will take care um of the child and and he does and i think that's great you know that he's he's always wanted like you said sean always wanted this opportunity he's always been he's kind of found himself in these pseudo father figure type roles with wally and, and other things in the past and Man gets what he deserves, and uh, yeah, I I like the fact too that after after the last the the second to last episode where he is part of that mission, and he is um, you know he's kind of front and center, you know he's the distraction and everything, but he he goes because you know he's he's the quote unquote Clooney, right? That he gets to kind of just take this finale to to enjoy the more personal moments with Bazio. Um, that felt really fitting to me. Yeah, I feel like you guys really hit the nail on the head there. I mean, Clive, um, he's always just been an honest and caring guy, and uh, he's always done what's right, and that's really been, you know, he's always been that um, down-to-earth, just moral center of the group in a way, Um, kind of separate, you know, he's obviously in the know by a certain point, but he, uh, you know, he's always kind of the most straightforward character, and uh, yeah, I like that they they gave him this episode to celebrate, um, you know, the life he's earned and everything, and I like how far they took it, and uh, exactly there with you, Chris. I mean, he, while it was <laughs> out of nowhere to, uh, to just bomb Michelle like that, um, we obviously have seen the setup for a situation like that and just how much faith was put into Clive and, uh, you know, to see him step up is the most fitting thing possible and to, uh, be a father to, to both of those kids. So I really liked it. I mean, he's just another character. You feel good for him because he's, like I said, been, he's always stuck to his guns and kind of, uh, who he is as a character and to that kind of uh very heart heartfelt center and core of his uh his morals and with that we are going to talk about the time jump the after the explosion happened we don't even get a resolution to that it just kind of goes and now we're 10 years later. And 
So San Francisco. Is that where, like, is San Francisco Police Department just where all, like, cop, cop, um, police procedurals go? Like, uh, this was mentioned when I was chatting with um, my friend Russ on his podcast about just iZombie as a whole. Um, It's very similar to the series finale of Psych, where all of those characters moved to San Francisco to continue on their police work. And it was just a very, very interesting coincidence that I'm pretty sure was not intentional. But um, it's also just really funny to me that both Dale and Clive are both captains. And it's just like Captain Bazio Babineau and Captain Babineau and... I don't know. It's just it. It feels like a very picture perfect way to end these sort of character stories. Um, with those two specifically, um, and then Ravi and Peyton moving to Atlanta. That was kind of saw that one coming with all the little CDC plants that they put in throughout the series, like it kind of just made perfect sense that Ravi would become the sort of head of the CDC. Um, And then it was a surprise when I first watched it, but it, it now kind of seems a little more clear with um, Liv still being alive. I, I figured they wouldn't do that, but shows have done worse before with their main characters, and so I'm I was more surprised than I should have been. But I don't know. It just when I was talking about the show with some friends, they're like, "Oh yeah, the surviving cast, the surviving cast." I'm like, "Who the hell dies?" <laughs> I come to find yeah it. yeah it's literally just blaine it's literally just blaine <laughs> and michelle well and michelle uh, and donnie i mean they might not actually those two might not actually be dead um <laughs> or they might be i don't know yeah they're there's there's good ass man they're out of the picture which is suffice to say they're done um I don't know. Just, I, I really did appreciate the time jump because with a show like this, it felt like it needed that sort of epilogue time jump to show how the world was because we had just such an abrupt ending to the whole conflict. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that sort of storytelling method and how it worked for the show? Blaze, do you want to go first, or? Um, if you if you're ready, you can dive in. Okay, I just sorry, I feel like I've been like ranting a lot. Um, so love the idea of the flash forward of jumping forward. Um, didn't not love the execution at all. Uh, I thought the weird like VR chat thing just felt out of place. 
um, that part felt for, weird to me. Like showing new technology in like ten years and everything. Like like Parks and Rec had a lot of fun with that when it time jumped. Um, and it, for its final season, uh, you you can have fun with it, but like this is your closing sequence of your series, and I, I don't know. I I would have rather have seen. I don't know. I would have rather had seen like, um, seen Ravi or excuse me, Ravi, uh, like Peyton and geez, God, Peyton, <laughs> Liv and Major, kind of connect with the group in maybe a different way, maybe a more subtle way. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just felt like they were all standing in this weird, like white non-heaven thing, like you know, almost that it was like a dream sequence. It just. It felt really off with the tone of the rest of the series to me. Um, it was really I was, wonky. I, mean, I was pretty happy with most of the endings. Uh, and we got, uh, was it, is it Chris Lowell's the actor, Bash from Glow, making yeah. a cameo. Uh, I know he's from Veronica Mars, people do, and that's, that's why people like him. But, uh, yeah, it, I, I was happy that, you know, again, we I already spoke about Ravi. Um it could be, you know, Bazio and Clive both being captain. It's one of those, like, like, kind of knowingly too perfect kind of endings, like a wink and a nod to the audience. I like that. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm still conflicted about Major and Liv. I'm happy that they have their own uh, life together. It does kind of feel fitting in a way that Major, again, is this pseudo father figure for kids like he was uh to start um but with live I, I don't know I, I guess i needed to i think i still needed more i needed more of her with these kids throughout this final season for it to feel totally fulfilling because like if you think about how connected she and ravi were to isabel um in season four that was a gut punch when she died like that was horrendous it uh, not horrendous but like it, it was emotionally devastating i think for viewers like that that hit us on a level like any other like any other like a series regular death would have um even though she was only around for four episodes and i think that's because the writing and the show did such a good job of making her feel real unconnecting her with these characters um whereas these these more recent kids that renegade was watching over they never really popped uh that could be maybe because there were so many of them but even like the small group that we kind of followed at the start of the season they kind of just disappeared and were just standing there i don't know i didn't feel like live really had this kind of palpable um bond with them in a way that i i would have believed if this was someone like isabel i feel like she was doing a, like a sense of duty in some way which is fine but I, I guess i would i want more for her i don't know i don't know i don't necessarily buy that that would give her the happiness fully that it would I mean, she's found this role as renegade but is that really what she wanted to do for like the rest of her life is kind of inherent these inherit these kids i think i could have used a little bit more to really show me that that's what the proper ending for her was uh, i don't dislike it necessarily i just i wanted more from it uh to, to have it really feel earned um and same thing like i said goes with her major's relationship happy that they're together 
just would have liked more focus on it throughout this final season. But I'm glad they're both alive. I'm glad they're both happy. Uh, to me, that that's kind of how you know it deserves to be. And um, I do like that the show kind of ends with this idea that yeah, you know, that I don't think it's actually live tempting anyone to become a zombie, but that hopefully you know that these friends don't have to. Uh, that this VR chat isn't the only way they can see each other that hopefully maybe somewhere down the line they'll be able to kind of reconnect again in person yeah I personally I um, I liked it I was fine with it I thought that the uh, the way they executed the future the time jump was just like wonky Um, I mean they could even just cut out the whole VR thing like you said Chris and have it be like um, Peyton, Robbie, and uh, and Clive like visiting the island or something, you know, or like even just do like something smaller scale, and then to like explain that they people don't know where like live or major are, and then show them going or something. But yeah, the VR thing was a weird choice. Um, otherwise, I was fine with the way that um it ended for them. Personally, I do feel like there was enough in this season to uh, be build up and hint at the idea that uh, Liv and Major, like, it always comes back to them and that they're meant for each other at the end of the day. Um, just, like, it might have been very insignificant, I guess, but um, to me it stood out, just little glimpses here and there and, like, meaningful scenes. And um, I would have been fine with it going either way for them, but... Um, I, I was happy with it. And I guess for Liv, I do agree with you, Chris. I think it's a good point of, uh, again, maybe the season being stretched a little too thin story-wise to make um, Liv's attachment to these kids feel uh, that meaningful. And, but I guess I look at it as, like, she got comfortable with this kind of being this mother figure role of renegade and... Um, and in a way, it's like, it's almost <laughs> kind of funny, but it's almost like, uh, I look at it as like Thanos in a way where it's like he accomplishes his goal and he just wants to kind of like live his days out in peace. And I kind of sat there and I felt like for Liv, it was, it might not have been perfect necessarily or perfectly executed, but at the end of the day, like she was with Major and she protected zombies or kind of protected humans and uh now she just gets to rest and uh and she'll have some company in that giant house of all things like, <laughs> yeah damn, that was a big house <laughs> yeah i am jealous i do like last thing i'll say is blaze i do like how you say about her this idea that she gets to rest and mm-hmm. that's really i mean like we've seen her go through how much since season one and be the you know be the one to the single not single but um you know be our zombie protagonist uh before they were known about and after in various ways kind of always doing what's right and like she's been through hell and back basically um she's seen so much death She's seen war, corruption, like she has lived a lifetime and uh, I was just happy to get her, you know, she won't be bothered now. And the fact that obviously, yes, there will be like, like they said, you know, in the VR interview that 
people like to kind of build up and believe in the legend, like Tupac and whoever else, Jim Morrison, you know, you might think are alive out there. But uh, at the end of the day, like people just like to kind of build up these legends and Liv will uh, kind of just get to live out her days. Now I'm just imagining Liv on Tupac brain and I'm going to blame you forever for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Liv doesn't need to be renegade anymore in this new sort of world because it's established that people can just migrate to Zombie Island. There's probably some sort of vetting process and whatnot that, that they got to go through. Like, you know, are you actually sick? Are you actually dying? Or some along the lines of that. Um, so Liv can just kind of hide in the shadows now granted it is what 2029 when the series ends or whatever uh social media and camera technology are probably at an all-time high not sure how long it would be before someone puts two and two together if Liv were to ever leave the island um but I don't know. I, I think it was just minus the whole VR thing. That thing just kind of felt a little too forced, like shoved in our faces. It felt forced. And I think blaze, I think you said it where like, it could have been done voiceover with the character, like character characters that we actually mm-hmm. like know and love. Whereas it felt more like an exposition dump with having, I'm just going to call him bash. Yeah. For people who don't watch Glow, I watched all of season three this past weekend, and it was freaking fabulous. So, uh, yeah. Um, Even just like I feel like the only thing it really established because like you can show up, and again, you can you can show all of these little quirks and how that you know what what's happened to the characters through a person to person dialogue because like. You could just have little things, right, that maybe on the island, like, Major and Liv don't know about. For instance, like, they could drop how, like, this is taught about in schools now. And, like, they can tailspin that into Ravi being this, like, superstar now. And, you know, they... I feel like the only thing it really touched on was this weird idea of, like, to set up Liv and Major's ending of just, like, them both disappearing and, like are they alive or are they not and like it was a weird because you know nobody yeah, so nobody so bought it, it like as a viewer I can, envision, I can almost envision it like you start off with clive and and uh um i almost said in Bobino. you start off with clive and bazio they're captains then like clive's quickly like on the phone with um ravi what if who's sh- getting ready for an interview with you know with and Peyton's there with him. They chat for a little bit. Then Robbie's getting interviewed, sort of like the Bash figures doing the interview with the VR chat mm-hmm. thing. And then you can kind of go back to Zombie Island, where let's say, like, and like, let's say, like, he's like, you know, almost like with um, this whole idea of like, you know, like some say they're still out there, are they? And he's like, and and Robbie kind of denies it or whatever. And, and you know, like, and it's like this kind of knowing look on his face, and then live and and major kind of like turn off the tv and we see that they're okay like i just think there was a way to do it more seamlessly where you could have transitioned into all those scenes and like maybe there and you could have still maybe found a way to get them all together in some way i just 
yeah I, I even reading the interview it they reverse engineered it where they're like we know we needed all the characters in a room together so we like we're like hey it's the future let's do this vr chat and it just felt yeah it just didn't feel right within the the to me the what we've seen from the show mm-hmm. before yeah it just it everything else about that was good it's just that part itself felt off um heck even like phone calls between them like checking in on each other would have been fine and uh, all in all though i kind of mostly enjoyed how this series wrapped up i we all have our issues with how some of the stories went and how sort of ham-fisted some of these instances were, especially with some characters and some events in and of themselves. But it's kind of what happens with a lot of shows that, like in their final season, they kind of just throw every single dart at the wall, pick like six to 12 different darts that landed on some ideas and go... I guess we're just going to do that then for the final season and then kind of tack on this little story bit at the end and see what happens. Yeah. And I'll, I'll save this cause I know we, we got to, we got to wrap up here soon anyway, and I'll save this more for um, our final, final episode when we're talking about the series as a whole. But I think to me, I zombie and not in a, not in a bad way. Cause I don't dislike season four at all either, but to me, I zombie really changed and stopped being like that real first iteration of iZombie at the end of season three um, when they when they you know created essentially created a new Seattle had it roped off like to me a lot about the show changed then and 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 some 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 of it was interesting but to me I feel like the writers never the writers never knew fully how to write that new show. I feel like the yeah. first three seasons, it was like a case of the week. We got our big bad. It's, you know, it's, uh, what's it called? Von Du Clark. Or it's, uh, and then it was, um, so, well, it sort of ended Vivian up. Vivian Soul. It was, it was, yeah. Or, and then it, or Chase Graves, sort of in season three. Uh, or Stacy Boss. Like, it had these all small stories that I knew how to tell. Um, and then, yeah. And I don't know. When I tried to tell this bigger story, it was successful in moments for sure. I just think overall the show lost a little bit of something there. But for more of my thoughts, tune into our final, final episode on that. So. Yeah. So I think we don't really need to do we need to do any sort of final thoughts things. I think we got everything we needed to across. Right. Blaze, anything? Yeah. No, I mean, um, I agree. I feel like, uh, you know, the episode was touched on and everything. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there were, you know, there were things throughout the season and, um, and the episode specifically that were hit or miss at points. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think that this was a very, uh, ambitious show and I appreciate kind of, uh, you know, how they were able to chug along and tie it up. I, I think Chris makes a good point of, uh, when things kind of, dipped onto a bigger scale um it got a little more challenging for them but uh yeah otherwise you know 
it was, I was satisfied. And I know, Chris, you just kind of dumped your final thoughts out there. But <laughs> yeah. anything else? Anything else you want to throw out there just for funsies? No, not not really. I just thought I'll I'll miss this show. I mean, I I really again we'll talk more about it. But like I um I think I just this showed. I think this finale was really a a kind of good microcosm of the season as a whole, which is a lot of great individual moments, but it didn't come together fully for me. Um. But the moments to me still remind me why I love this show so much, why I've written so much about it, why I've podcasted for years uh, with you guys about it. Um, and it really comes down it comes down to the characters and it comes down to um, the relationships between them. And it comes down to you know some of the very clever things the series has been able to do. It's been wildly entertaining from start to finish. And, uh, and that's the thing I'll say about the finale. It wasn't boring by any means. There weren't, mm-hmm. weren't there were some things I had issue with, but issues with, but uh, to me, I mean, I think the most boring part was seeing the Fillmore Graves chick storyline wrap up, but everything with the characters, I mean, I was yelling at my TV when I thought both Peyton and Major were, were gone, and that, to me, it, it, a show, you know, a show five years in and its final episode, if it can still get me caring about the characters in that that big of a way, then I think that, that shows that it's been successful over its run. Yeah. I pretty much echo the same sort of sentiment, like, it the finale definitely shows that it was the microcosm like it had a lot a lot of good ideas but it was just too much for the amount of time that they had so some things had to be kind of left on the cutting room floor and you know at I'm going to miss the show as I think Blaze and Chris and everyone we've had on the show would attest to like it. It was a very, very unique show and I really don't think it can be replicated in a similar manner. Um, so. Uh, yes, for sure. For sure. Um, did we want to do listener mail for this week? Do we want to save the message we've received for our series recap thing? This is how we do it, guys. iZombie Radio. We're doing it on the fly. Is the message um, is the message like about the series or just the episode or the season even? Um, so first of all, Matt Fernandez, thank you very much for your message. Looking at it right now. Um, it's about the season as a whole and then uh you know just about our our podcast as well um like kind of what we've done it's a good mix of things i i believe it could be it could be read now it could be saved for the last show i would say let's let's uh let's save it want to save it because also i would say let's put out a a call a call to arms yeah more yeah definitely or just like you know to Maddie, um, like, give us your. Feel free to also attach onto this, or kind of, if you have any additional, like, specific thoughts about the series as a whole, or kind of moments you'd like to call back to. Uh, feel free. If not, we'll read what we have. But you know, would also love to hear hear more and just uh, maybe a, you know, any other ref- kind of overall reflection. And um, if we're quick enough and uh, 
kind of can get our our questions together and we are able to even post them um you know feel free to take a look at those and give us some answers to those as well and we can uh we can bring them up as we we go along in in our our recap yeah definitely i think um some like again like you said that that's a great point blaze like we'll definitely be discussing some like favorite moments characters things like that so favorite episodes so anything and maddie or anyone else if if you want to tweet at us or, or send us a send us an email at izombie.com at gmail izombie.com at gmail jesus at izombieradio <laughs> at gmail.com uh, um yeah guys just any reflections at all on the on the series it could be about the finale it could be about the final season it could be just you, you want to write a poem about a character go for it um but we'll we'd love to hear from you uh we uh we haven't always been great this season uh with with responding to it I've, i know i've missed a couple emails because uh we had some i had some trouble accessing the email earlier this season but yeah for this final one um i'll even i'll try to tweet out some some uh like a reminder that you know maddie or anybody else that uh that wants to, to hit us up uh it'd be great we and that way we can do more do kind of more more focused discussion um uh of of, of all the messages or uh, the single message received received or just of all the messages uh, in our final episode kind of give it more of its due because we do gotta we do have to kind of wrap things up soon i know here we've been, ta- been talking for a while good while over an hour about but, an hour uh, and a half almost yeah. yeah yeah so uh but uh yeah no that's i, I want to say and i know we all say thank you very much maddie for always consistently tweeting at us and uh and sending us that email i appreciate it. we appreciate it yeah definitely appreciate any and all support from all of you who've been listening because i know there's there's some of you who are listening it's not just one person downloading each episode a hundred times or anything like that i i hope uh because every episode or so gets about a hundred couple hundred listens too so um we see those numbers and we see all everything like anytime you interact with us so with that we're just gonna plow right into plugs then uh blaze where can we find you on the grand old interwebs find me at blaze hopkins on twitter and um yeah feel free to interact with me on there about uh anything and everything and Otherwise, uh, I think next week will be the official launch week for our uh, Watchmen podcast. You're locked in here with us, so uh, keep a lookout for that and check out Locked In Pod online. And Chris, where can we find you on Le Grand Old Interwebs? Yep, as always, guys, you can find me on Twitter uh, at ckinger13. Um, and uh, yeah, anything that I'm doing will be posted on there at some point uh haven't been doing as much writing lately uh but you know if you just want my 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 thoughts on anything and everything kind of pop culture related just recently i tweeted out about the uh that last christmas trailer with amelia amelia clark and henry golding and emma thompson i think it looks great looks like a lot of fun and uh shout out to to people who have uh who have um, rated us on iTunes or uh, on pod on, on the Apple Podcast app as well? Even you, one person who gave us a one star review. I see you and I hear you. Thank you very much.
So there you go. I'm going to have to go read those reviews. Uh, uh, there's nothing really written, but I was looking at it today, and I was just like, we were at a five-star rating for a while, and then we dipped down. I was like, what happened? Someone gave us a one-star review. And I'm sure they're not listening if they gave us a one-star review. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, I just thought it was Oh, wow. Uh, um, you can find me on Twitter, at SnarkySean. You can find all my stuff there. Um... The only real thing iZombie related that I'm going to promote is the episode of the Emerald City video podcast that I did with Russ, um, my good old co-host from Delicious Flavor, about iZombie. Um, it kind of is pre-finale in a sense. He kind of makes hints here and there because at the time that we recorded it, I had not seen it because I don't own a cable box. It's really hard for me to watch live TV without any sort of access to live TV. Um, but yeah, feel free to check that out. Check out my stuff there. Um, as we said earlier, you could tweet at us at iZombie Radio on Twitter or email us at iZombieRadio at gmail.com. Let us know what you y'all thought about everything, series as a whole and whatnot. Uh, greatly appreciate the feedback. If you didn't catch any of our plugs, they're in the show notes as well. So feel free to check that out as well. Uh, I've said as well way too many times consecutively. So with that, we're just going to sign off for the night and we'll see you one last time for, well, this show. Thanks. <laughs>